Welcome to Growth Amplifiers. I am Kenny Harper. Growth Amplifiers showcases ideas from the top business owners and entrepreneurs to inspire and empower you thrive in your life, business, and achieve a higher purpose. I'll be sharing actionable insights you can apply towards your business in each session. Growth Amplifiers is dedicated to you, your success, and fulfillment. Get ready to amplify. Hey there, Amplifiers. Well, when it comes to really growing in your business, you can either get tunnel visual and go it alone, or you can branch out and get different perspectives from different um, experts and benefit from their knowledge and information. In today's live session, we're going to be um, answering some questions from some different experts um, are going to be able to weigh in. So if you're tuning in now, I want you to think about what are questions that you may ask if you had uh, to gauge some things that may be holding you back or look into some ideas that you want to bounce off someone else. Um, but when we get fresh perspective, we're able to take new action and get new results. So joining in today is thought leader, technical strategist, and rockstar professional, Jerry Gitchell. Welcome to Growth Amplifiers, Jerry. Well, thanks for the invite, Kenny. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Pleasure to be here and have you joining in and contributing to the conversation. Um, one of the cool things that I've got to do is, is connect with other business folks like yourself, share perspectives, share insights, and that gets people to have aha moments. So, Jerry, if you could do us a favor, and for people who are tuning in, if you can give them an idea of your background and kind of what you do and your knowledge and expertise. Well, thanks. Thanks for asking, Kenny. I appreciate that. Uh, I run a company called Leverage Unlimited. And basically what I do is I work with business professionals who want to increase their productivity. And I work with organizations that have bought technology, but they're not quite sure what to do with it. Now, I've been doing this for decades. Um, started, you know, back in the day when we were just getting computers out there. Uh, got to meet Bill Gates back in, uh, let's see, 1998, 98, mm, I got to meet wow. him uh, when I moved here. And along the way, I has every, every time a new technology appears, I go, hmm, that's interesting. I'd like to know more about that. So basically, uh, what I do for my clients is I've read the manual so they don't have to. I love it. I love it. And fresh joining us in now is rock star professional Mitch Bainhacker. Uh, Mitch, welcome to Growth Amplifiers. Thanks for tuning in. Good to see you guys. Mitch, um, now Jerry just got done doing a, an introduction. And if you would do the wonderful favor of um, sharing a little bit about your awesome and amazing background, because you're doing some amazing things as well. Uh, sure. I'm a business attorney, small business lawyer in New Jersey. So I work with uh, startups, entrepreneurs, family-owned businesses, partnered businesses, um, helping them with uh, setting, getting set up, using the right documentations, writing everything from contracts to business plans to estate plans to the uh, to operating agreements and buy-sell agreements and things like that. And I also handle a lot of transactional work. So if they're leasing a space or purchasing another business or bringing in a partner. That's really what my legal practice is um, is limited to. And then 
as uh, as you know, because I think you've been a guest on my show, um, I have a podcast for about two years called The Accidental Entrepreneur. I interview um, entrepreneurs and social media influencers and authors and everybody really that works in the SMB space um, to share their ideas and hopefully help listeners get a better hold of uh, what they're trying to do in the business space. Bravo, bravo. And I really appreciate the things that you do and the, the knowledge and expertise that you have. Um, Jerry, I was just did a, a self-introduction and his, his background's really in, um, you know, helping people use the technology that they have. Because how often do you run into, you know, a business that buys technology and then they're like, yeah, all of them. <laughs> right. Um, so what we're going to do um, to get us started is we're going to just take a, a quick moment to have uh, our guests, Jerry and Mitch, kind of share, um, you know, what got them started in their journey, um, their their story into their lesson. And then we're going to be answering some uh, questions that have come in from business owners around the country and just weighing in on that is kind of a, a panel discussion. Does that sound good? Sounds good to me. Absolutely. Awesome. So, uh, Jerry, if you wouldn't mind kind of getting us kicked off, just um, getting a, a little sense of, you know, how you got started doing what you're doing today. Well, thank you. Thank you for asking. Um, I used to be a historic restoration in another life. And one day my um, boss brought this big box into my office and set it on the desk. I said, well, what is this? He goes, well, that's your new computer. We're going to start using it on Monday to do like budgets and things like that, spreadsheet kind of stuff. Well, I mean, I couldn't even spell spreadsheet back then. And I, I it was on a Friday that he brought it in. So I ended up having to uh, take the thing home and start learning how to use it. But I understood almost immediately what type of leverage that that could give us. You know, there's three laws to leverage. The first is to extend your reach. The second is to increase your velocity. And the third is to build, um, you build, you know, relationships. Uh, and so if we can practice just in those areas, it makes a lot of sense. But that's how I got started. I, I didn't, you know, as Mitch was saying, accidental. It wasn't <laughs> accidental. It was, it was a drive-by uh, capturing. And I ended up being waylaid. And that's how I got started. Excellent. Um, thank you, Jerry, for kind of sharing us a little bit of how you tuned into the frequency. How about you, Mitch? What what really brought you down the path to being able to help as many people as you do today? I was always, um, you know, a little businessman when I was young. I always had something going on in high school, middle school. I was yeah, whatever jobs I could do. I never liked to really work for anybody. I tried that a little bit. And then so I was always doing something, um, inventing something or, uh, you know, doing little odds jobs. In high school, I had a detailing company. We were detailing cars. I sold that going into college. And in college, I was studying economics and finance, and we had some things going on. I had a DJ company in those days. We were doing a lot of fraternity parties, um, uh, traveling around and, and doing that kind of stuff. It was always something I was interested in. But I, I didn't really want to go the MBA route, uh, you know, and the analyst route. So I um, decided to go to law school. And didn't know really where that would take me. In law school, I got interested in tax and planning and business planning and estate planning and all the kind of things that I do now. And uh, my father actually has been spent most of his career in the life insurance business. So at the time, I knew a lot of people that were at least financial people that were working in those areas with business owners. 
and I just, you know, got got interested in it. I probably in those days, entrepreneur was like a, a French word that's nobody ever heard of. Um, and now everyone's an entrepreneur. So it just kind of developed over the years of working with, you know, business owner clients and helping them with their problems and, you know, realizing that there was a better way to to do things to increase their chances of success. Um, and like Jerry pointed out, it's it's not necessarily that they do things by accident, it's that they accidentally fail or succeed because there's no planning involved and, you know, things like that. And it, and it, it, it doesn't have to be complicated planning. It just needs to be some planning. That's why they call it planning. You're supposed to do it ahead of time. So, right. you know, that's kind of where, how I ended up. And then everything else kind of developed around it, the podcast, the law practice, the this, the that. And, you know, I just try and work with people on all kinds of different levels. I, I love how you show up. Um, I love the fact that both of you are um, really, really helping people connect and building relationships. And that's the way that you look to grow your business. Um, now, one of the things that we've we've been doing here at Growth Amplifiers is we've been hosting monthly mastermind events for business advisors. So we've been having other business advisors who help other business owners come connect kind of like this. But um, it's really like the traditional mastermind where everyone gets to, gets to share something and, and everyone gives a little bit back. Um, but it's, it's been really powerful because it's, it's helped people make new connections. And one of the most amazing things is when people have an aha moment, they, they really been stuck with something because they're playing with a hand that they've been dealt and they typically get yeah. a blind spot. And then by everyone kind of sharing in from different perspectives, someone just shines the light just perfectly and someone, they get lit up and you can see kind of uh, they've had a breakthrough right in that time. So what we're going to be doing right now um, is answering some questions that have come up and we're just going to kind of rapid fire and just share some insights based on your experience. Um, so I'm going to keep, if, if, if they've attended, yeah, roll your sleeves up. So now, um, rest assured that if you've attended the mastermind, you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> I didn't know you're going to be putting this on live. This is going to be confidential. So I'm not going to be sharing anyone's details about the questions when we're in that space that is a confidential space, but I will, I will go ahead and bring out the topics. So the first question talks about team building. And we had a gentleman who, who's running a business and has, you know, employees and he's really wanting, really wanting to get his team engaged and more than just kind of like doing the bare minimum. He wants them to be active and excited about showing up and achieving a goal. So curious to get your, your perspective on um, that question and just sharing from your background, from your experience, um, what, what you'd add, care to add to that. And if, if there's someone who has a, a thought already, I can go ahead and volunteer. And if you need a moment, take a moment. All right, um, we'll start with Jerry and then uh, Mitch, if you want to weigh in, you're welcome to. Sure. I'm, I'm going to, uh, that's a great question, by the way. And, and it's one that's rarely asked, especially in startups. I do a lot of startups. I work with people who um, are starting from a solo entrepreneur space and they go, team, I, you know, I'm super person. I can get all this stuff done. Right. It's no I am um, team. Exactly. And so what I find is true is, and I'm going to paraphrase Stephen Covey, um, teams move at the speed of trust. 
you know, his was business moves at the speed of trust. But when we talk about teams, if you don't have the team, you can't scale. And if you can't scale, you're never going to get to that. You're not going to get, uh, you'll never reach escape velocity. So I think the first thing would be, uh, what can you do to make people feel confident that they can move forward at velocity? You know, if people are unsure of what you want, what you expect, um, how much authority they have, uh, if they're not sure if you're going to listen to them, then they will hold back. They will protect their flanks. They'll like, they well, you know, I'm not quite sure what the boss wants. You know, in our remote environment that we are going to have from now on, if, uh, you know, there's no going back. This remote environment means that we have to work independently. And to work independently, you have to be confident that whatever it is you're working on is what everybody's working on and we're all going in the same direction. So I would say empathy, uh, the power, uh, the very special skill of listening as mm -hmm. a leader, uh, and to set the expectation. This is where we're going. This is how we intend to get here. These are the standards, behaviors, uh, and values that we represent. Does that help? Uh, yes, Jerry. Thank you very much. Mitch, would you care to weigh in? Yeah, sure. I'll expand on what, what, what Jerry was saying. I find that people that have trouble in those situations, there's usually two things going on. One is that they, first of all, they need to evaluate whether they are, the, they're the ones that can be the leader. There's a different skill being an entrepreneur, right? And a solopreneur versus running a team and running management and now running the business. We've seen corporations have problems with that all the time. And they, they kindly, you know, the CEO kindly exits and they bring in a, a qualified person. So that's something you got to evaluate yourself and maybe it takes some of your own coaching and so forth. But I also find that in a lot of those situations, there's a difference between running a company, being the boss and being a leader. So you need to, to make sure that your employees are empowered and gain ownership. And I don't mean literally, but have ownership in what they're doing to feel like you know, what they're doing matters, what they're doing drives the company forward, that they will be rewarded for that. You know, as opposed to people just coming in, it's a job for them. And then when the clock says five zero zero, they're they're out of there. And you got to learn how to incentivize. So a lot of that has to do with um, listening and interacting with your employees at a different level, where you're finding out what is important to them. What do they need to get their job done? What are they missing? Are all the parts working together? Are they buying into what your vision is? It's okay. You don't have to be right about everything. You won't be right about everything. So don't think that you are. And that, that's what I find with uh, people in those positions. So you got to make that transition to being the leader and not being the, I hate to use the word, but dictator. Don't <laughs> dictate. You got to lead. So it's a different skill. I, I do appreciate that. I actually just got done listening to a John Maxwell podcast, and he just happened to share something on that topic as you started to, you both were hinting at, you know, you really got to, get someone's trust that you have their back. Um, I was talking with a CPA last week and she, she um, watched, you know, Simon Sinek, the power of why. And she's like, I think I've got the answer and they need to know my why. And I think there's, there is some benefit to see what is the bigger picture? What is the mission? What is the why you're doing something? But it's also got to be related to them as well. Yeah. Because they don't buy in if they don't. 
Right. They're like, oh, that's your why. Great. <laughs> yeah. If, if they, you don't care, then what does it matter? So um, really showing that you care about them and where you want to go and really having a way to, to let people see the, that how their contributions are making a difference. All those things together really are powerful. So I'm going to make sure I share this with the person who brought up that question. So thank you, gentlemen. And we're going to do this at the end as well. But if, if people want to learn more about you um, and your, your company, your business, where would they go and what would they do? And, uh, Jerry, Jerry, you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Okay. Very simple. If you look at my picture right now, at the bottom it has my name. My name is my email. So my email is jerry at gitchell.com. Let's just leave it at that. That's okay. close enough. I have the ability to, uh, I talk to anybody about any question they have about technology for 15 minutes. Uh, that's free. There's, I always learn when I listen to other people's problems. You know, I didn't learn how to solve problems until somebody started bringing them to me. So the best way to get a hold of me is jerry at gitchell.com, and then I'll connect with you, however you, whatever works best for you. Uh, but I love to listen to other people's uh, challenges with technology, whatever it might be. Wonderful. And Mitch? Uh, similar to Jerry, uh, my website's bindhackerlaw.com. Um, there's a law practice. It's, so it's Mitch at BeinhackerLaw.com. I'm the only Mitch Beinhacker on LinkedIn. There are other Beinhackers. I don't think there's any other Mitches. Um, and they are related to me somehow. I um, You can always find me on pretty much any of the social media platforms. You can follow the podcast, The Accidental Entrepreneur. But And I offer free consultations too that you can get through my website. I think they're 20 minutes or something. So I'm always happy to talk to people. Excellent. Thank you, gentlemen. Um, so we're going to move on to the next question. And this this came from a lady. Now she's in the bookkeeper accounting space and she's just floored right now, um, right now with, you know, taxes and accounting work and all that jazz. And how do you find time to work on the business when you don't have any time? Like, yeah, well, that's the big secret, right? right. We're not going to give that away. <laughs> so that's, that's, a, and I've been connecting with more advisors in the accounting and financial world. And that's that, especially around this time of year and other points that they're like, I can't get anything done. But my counter is you, you need to find some way to keep something progressing. Uh, so you have some sort of cadency and consistency. It, it does help to keep momentum. So we're going to go in reverse order this time, Mitch. And if you had, um, some ideas for that. How do you find time to work on the business if if you don't seem to have any time? Yeah, well, I mean, it's the e-myth, right? It's okay. the problem that everybody has. Can How do you work on your business? If you ever want to really, truly be an entrepreneur, be a business owner, you have to figure a way to get out of the of your headspace, right? So if you're a professional, whether it's a lawyer, an accountant, an architect, an engineer, whatever, and you have a professional practice and you want to do all the work yourself, you're not going to get out of that space. And that may be a choice that you want to make. But if you want to build a practice, you there's plenty of things that you're doing. Probably there's a $20 an hour work instead of $200 an hour work. So you need to start to offload, whether it's through a virtual assistant or virtual services, or you actually hire somebody to take things off of your plate that are clearly taking up your time, probably not the most profitable 
use of your time as well. A lot of that comes with building a strategic business plan. So if you're a CPA and most of the stuff you do are personal returns and from, let's say, early February through April 15th, basically your hair's on fire. When tax season is over, sit down, start writing a business plan. Yeah, right. Uh, start writing a business plan and start putting together all the costs of running your business and what you would, what costs you would like. And at what point do you have enough revenue to add somebody to do this and, that, and strategically plan it out? You'll start to see things that you shouldn't be doing and you shouldn't be spending money on things. Maybe you're wasting money on, you know, the financial side of it should be a little bit easier, hopefully for the CPAs, but a lot of the entrepreneurs we all work with, including Jerry, I'm sure they're very right brain. You know, we want, we're very creative. We want to do this and that. And we kind of ignore the numbers. Then we're like, how do we get out of this? Well, that's how you get out of it. You plan your way the, your way out of it. And the ones I know that are doing it the right way, they know exactly how many clients they need to bring on to bring on that next support person, to add that next service. And they they know their numbers well. If not, you, that's how you make the time is that you get other people to do things that you shouldn't be doing. And don't make excuses for it either, by the way. I, I, I love it. A little bit of tough love yes, um, yeah. and I think it's important I think it's important I'm a big fan of um, not just patting people on the head and saying oh everything is perfect um, you got to be able to say you know this is this is something you really need to do if you really want to take the next step if that's what you, you really got sure. you really got to take a new action Jerry which carried away in oh thank you for asking responsibility it really comes from making a decision and it is your decision to become personally responsible for the business, especially if you're bringing in people and you're starting to build a team, you're responsible for uh, making sure those folks know that you're gonna be available. Now, we tend to talk about investment and we say it's about money. It's really about time. So one of my first recommendations I give to all of my clients whenever I'm you know, coaching executives, I, I coach coaches, I coach professional speakers. A lot of these folks are creatives. And sometimes that's the worst kind of business owner because the creatives believe, well, I'm creative. Therefore, you know, this should all just somehow right, magically it all comes happen. together. Yeah. Well, it doesn't. Yeah. And so the first recommendation I would give folks is to start by creating an uh, ideal week. Mm. An ideal week uh, calendar is not your operating calendar. It's what you would like to see happen. So I have, um, I use a number of different tools for that and some, you know, techniques within my existing calendar to do that. So I have a separate calendar, which is not my active calendar. It is simply blocked out by what it is I intend to accomplish. So I will have coaching sessions blocked out throughout the week. I will have those questions I told you. I had a 15-minute quick question on technology. I have those blocked out. So you block out your ideal week. And you know a good source for that would be Michael Hyatt. I think Michael Hyatt is the expert on that. Um, check out what he has with the ideal week calendar. That would be most important. I think it's really important to kind of like look at those numbers and then block it out and and really have a plan, have a strategic plan. As Mitch was saying, it's, it's very important. And you know, I work in the area of, I do virtual hybrid meetings. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
And the problem, everybody says, oh, well, it's so technical and all of that. It really comes down to what Mitch was saying. It is a question of planning. It's a little bit tougher than, try well, I mean, this is, you know, laying out what you're doing here is a challenge, but it's still, still a series of simple steps that have to be planned out one after the other to bring in guests, set up the, the environment you're going to use, make sure everybody gets to connect, all of that. It really does come down to planning. And I say planning your schedule is the way, place to start. Like your Hal, Hal Elrod week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I really like the idea of, you know, as soon as you say, I can't do anything, that's just limiting yourself right there. Because there's always an opportunity to do something. Yeah, Even there's no you, can'ts in life. There are won'ts. Right. There's no can'ts. So uh, I just saw the calculation. I think I was watching a Brian Tracy uh, video with my kids this morning. And he said, if, even if you could just do 15 minutes in a week, it's 15 minutes in a week. That, that adds up. If you did that every week, that's you know several days of time just focused on moving your business forward. Right. If you're in a busy season and you're like, I can't spend gobs of time, prioritize, put it in a roadmap, and then define one thing that you could do that would start lifting things up. What is something that you could delegate? What is, all right, well, you have to develop a system to delegate. All right, well, then put that in your roadmap. I'm right. going to move it forward. But if you don't take any new action, you're going to be in the same exact spot. Right. So I uh, appreciate both of you gentlemen for sharing your insights, giving some amazing feedback to that to the questions that we had come in. And now I would like to see if we can have, have you uh, just kind of give a, an amplifier that you've gained on your journey. So just um, about a minute, um, just a lesson that you've learned on your journey that might help others on there, on theirs continue to amplify something that you'd like to share. Yeah, I'll, I, I guess I'll, I'll go first. Um, one of the things that I tell people, to do, especially if they're new in business, they're just getting their business started and they want to, um, uh, you know, learn more, push the learning curve, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I think that it's a good um, strategy or habit to seek out others who are successful, who you would like to model. They don't necessarily have to be in your field, but if they are, that's probably more helpful. And try and have a cup of coffee or a Zoom chat or whatever it is once a month with somebody who you want to learn from and you want to find out what we're there. Because we've all had challenges. We've all had setbacks. Most of those, in my opinion, are learning experiences. So if you seek out those people and learn what the mistakes they made and how they overcome those, you'll push your, you know, you'll push your learning curve and you will, you will jump years ahead of the kind of things where 20 years down the road where you're saying to yourself, boy, if I knew that 20 years ago, well, <laughs> it'd be better to figure it out now. So that would be one thing I'd recommend to somebody. Thank you, Mitch. And Mr. Jerry. Great question. Uh, you know, we've been talking a lot about planning and how do we get organized and how do we, you know, build blocks of time or whatever, but it really does come down to uh, planning what's, what's going to happen in your life. Uh, a few years ago, I decided to stop chasing clients and started instead to choose clients. So I sat down and said, well, what does an ideal, like an ideal week, what does an ideal 
customer look like? What's a client? What If I look at my very best clients, what if I had 10 more of those? Now that has helped me um, by when I add somebody say to my database, I meet someone. The very next thing I do is I don't send out a bunch of emails and put them on some kind of giant marketing program. I sit down and I say, well, what is this client? What is their future value? Is this someone who has the means, the desire and the grit to actually be a success? Because it's not my success. My success only comes from their success. So I started picking, you know, my best fit client, picking the person that I would serve best. And once I laid that out and had a picture of that, all of a sudden I would run into one of those people and I would go crazy. Like there's one right there. <laughs> so I think that I think we tend to chase the wrong kind of client. So definitely uh, by the way in support of what jerry just said i love the idea of the ideal client profile i love that people don't know who they're looking for oh but i could do business i don't want to yeah i could do business with jerry but i could also do business with this guy well that may be true just got to pick a lane who do you want to work with if you had the choice and what's the best fit for you and i, I love that concept yeah and, thanks man you know the pie is as big as we want it to be right it's a choice i agree and you, people get very frustrated when they don't, sorry, Kenny, when they don't, uh, you know, really narrow down who they want to work with. And then they end up, maybe they get busy, but 95% of the people are people they don't want to work with to begin with. And they hate what they do. And it's really because they didn't make the proper choice up front. It, it happens. I was just chatting with someone uh, this past week and they were sharing that basic same thing that um, they, they have like a, a handful of different types of people they could work with. I'm like, well, in marketing you want to focus with it starting with one right. get that one down get really good with that think imagine if you could just have a multiply your best client like you're saying jerry yeah. um, everything becomes that much easier right because the wrong clients breed other wrong clients that's what happens <laughs> you get referred people that you didn't want to begin with i work with a lot of different kinds of people too but i don't hold myself out that way because then, you know, I don't want to work with you, Kenny. You're going to refer your best buddy and he's going to be the same way. So like, ah, yeah, that, that, you know, extends, <laughs> that extends to referral sources. Big time. When you, you have a referral source and they're very happy to send you people. And then three of those people in a row and in a row end up being a bad fit or even a horrible fit. Um, and you go, wait a minute. Obviously, we need to go back to that referral source and Train say, a little you bit. know, let's let's let me let me start over and explain to you what i'm looking for it, it could be that simple so if you've been tuning in and you've had questions for mitch or jerry or growth amplifiers uh, feel free to comment them in um, we'll notify mitch or jerry as new comments come in as we get this posted live and um you know if you're a business advisor and you are seeking to share your knowledge with other business advisors or business professionals, uh, feel free to tune in and connect with the Growth Amplifiers community. We do the Growth Amplifiers Live Masterminds and we're all about bringing people together to share expertise so that everyone can amplify together. We all play different instruments, might as well come together and create harmony. So thank you everyone, appreciate you Mitch for dropping by and Jerry, we're gonna sign off until the next time any final closing thoughts? Thanks for inviting me. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. 
To show your support, take a moment to amplify this message by sharing it online. To connect with me or gain more business growth insights, visit www.growthamplifiers.com. Thank you for your support.